Hey everybody, welcome to the C3 Victory Podcast. We're so glad that you're here catching up with us. So sit back, relax and enjoy this conversation between two of our pastors from one of our online Sunday services. You can actually join us every Sunday for our online services. So make sure to head to c3victory.org.au for more information. Good morning, church. Happy Easter. Hope that you uh, were able to get some, some Easter eggs this morning. Hopefully you've had some chocolate, maybe some hot cross buns. If you're watching this service at 5 p.m., I hope that right now you are sitting down, you got a little coffee, maybe even a hot Milo, hot cross bun, a little hot milk, put an Easter egg in it. That's uh, it's one of my favorite things to do. And I, I hope that this morning this message encourages you about who Jesus is and, and what the Easter story is all about. I understand we've got a number of people that are logging in and watching this live stream, maybe for the first time ever uh, in terms of watching something to do with church. And I just want to say welcome. Thanks so much for logging in, for watching this live stream. Uh, I hope this morning that you hear something that connects with you, something that, that resonates about hope, about the current season that we're in, uh, and something that gives you uh, an anchor uh, for your soul. The sun that actually I want to talk about this morning is, is an anchor. I want to tell you a funny story to begin with, and I hope that uh, it gives you a bit of insight into my life, my, my journey with my wife, Rach. When we were dating, uh, everyone knows when you're dating, it's, it's super good to, to be romantic, right? Uh, that's also really beneficial. Thing to do once you're married. But I've, I have learned uh, that when uh, you are married, being romantic is, uh, we've got three kids. So to be romantic is a lot more about what I, I leave out or, or I'm able to remove from, from an evening. Uh, whereas when we were dating, it was all about what I was, was able to put in or, or bring into the evening. And so I set up this really romantic evening. It was New Year's Eve. And I thought, you know what? Uh, we're going to go down to the bay and we're going to watch the fireworks. And my mum, uh, my dad, they had this little kind of tinny boat with this little motor on the back. And I thought, how romantic to do uh, like a picnic lunch on the back of a boat, watch the fireworks, happy new year, all of that sort of thing. And, and so I had prepared kind of all day. I had packed up this uh, really kind of elaborate uh, gourmet basket of food, going to Coles, got the expensive cheese, the fig paste, and, and I'd packed it all in this little basket, put it on the back of the boat, I'd arranged for Rach to come over, and we had uh, a bit of a hangout with my parents, and then we jumped on the boat, and we were like, cool, we're going to head out for the 9 p.m. fireworks, and, and then we are gonna, we're going to kind of join the whole flotilla as it as it went from the 9 p.m. down to where people watch the 12 p.m. And, and we were running a little bit late, so we are like, that's cool, we'll just, we'll just stick back a little bit, we'll, we'll anchor down, we'll enjoy our little cheese and biscuits. Now, key piece of information for any of you that are into boating at all or anything like that, few weeks earlier, I'd been on a fishing trip with some mates. Now, fishing trips with mates, all sorts of things happen. We, we didn't... Uh, what we didn't do was check that uh, the anchor was tied to the chain which was tied to the boat. And so we pulled up to our fishing spot and I said to my mate, hey mate, can you just like throw the anchor in? Uh, we want to stop here, we want to throw in the lines. And, and so he just picked up the anchor uh, and he just tossed it over the side of the boat. 
and, and we all kind of watched the anchor go in uh, and then we watched the chain uh, and, then, and then we realized that it wasn't connected to anything and it dawned on us that we'd just thrown our anchor overboard. Now, I didn't think that that was a big deal. Uh, you gotta understand, I'm not like super into boating. Uh, I like to use a boat. I, I think they're fun, but I'm not a boater. And so I didn't realize the significance of having an anchor um, as a part of your shipping equipment. So I realized I needed something when I was gonna take Rach out. So I, I got a brick. And for me, it was gonna be that was gonna be fine. I got this brick and I tied it onto the rope and I'm like, sweet, not a problem. Heavy item that's gonna hold our boat in place. Um, and so when Rach and I went out uh, to, you know, park our, our boat out on the water, uh, picked up the brick, throw, threw it overboard, thought this is gonna be sweet, we're gonna sit here, we're gonna watch all the fireworks, it's gonna be beautiful, romantic, a little bit of music in the background. All was fine for Oh, a little while, we caught the end of the fireworks, we enjoyed some cheese and biscuits, and then it came time for all of the boats to move from one location over to the other location. And it was about this time that as the boats started going past, boat after boat after boat, 10, 20, 30, 40, 100 boats going past, that started to be a little bit of wake around the place. So a few waves just started, you know, gently nudging the boat. And then before long, you know, we're, we're like no longer stationary. We're, we're like bouncing up and down all over the place with these waves. And I suddenly realized that, that a brick was really ineffective in, in keeping our boat in, in a single location. And we suddenly realized that the, the waves were pushing us. And they were pushing us towards uh, someone else's um, yacht, very expensive looking yacht that was docked on someone's private, private kind of jetty area. And, and so I, I began to internally panic because I, I still had my dating facade on, right? I got to present a, a, a kind of face of confidence to my hopefully one day wife. And, and so I'm like, oh, this is fine. We'll just start the motor and, and drive off. Of course, uh, at that point in time, the motor decided it didn't want to start. And so my, my somewhat presented confidence is starting to begin to crumble and flake because now we're getting pushed quicker and quicker towards this expensive yacht. I'm, I'm trying to have a romantic evening. Uh, my, my girlfriend is starting to panic. I'm starting to panic and I realize I can't start the motor. Long story short, we ended up uh, having to use like the oar to nudge ourselves away from this expensive yacht pull up alongside this jetty whom we had no idea who, who owned it, hop off um, our boat, um, kind of wave down the, the people who are sitting in, in their house from their backyard. We're waving them down from their backyard and we're like, uh, excuse me, where are we? we? We need to call for help. And I had, to, I had to call my stepdad, come pick us up in his car. Super romantic end to the evening, in case you're wondering. Uh, it's not a great way to, to finish a little New Year's Eve date. Um, hey, Dad, I need you to come pick me up. Boat's broken down. I tell you that story because it's in that story that I learned why anchors are shaped the way they are, right? Anchors aren't blocks that sit on top of something. Anchors are, are built in such a way they have these sharp pointy elements to them so that they, they dig in to the ocean floor. Anchors are made so that they dig in, um, not just sit on top of. And, and the second thing I realized is that an anchor, all of its function operates beneath the surface. 
I didn't realize how significant those two aspects of an anchor were until that night. Now, the Bible, the Bible, uh, it actually describes hope like an anchor. It says that the hope we have can be like an anchor for our soul. And I think it's, it's interesting if we correlate the, the reality of an anchor and how it functions with what, what hope can do for us. You see, hope, just like an anchor, it, it operates beneath the surface of our lives at what gives us some consistency, at what gives us some, some emotional equilibrium when, when everything else is in turmoil or chaos or getting thrown around. It, it is what enables us to keep some level of, of okayness in and of ourselves. And, and the other thing is that, that just like a, an actual anchor has to dig into something, our hope has to be dug into something. Our hope can't just be something that we, we pop on top of something else. Like, oh yeah, oh, I just hope in that or I, I hope in that. And the truth is we do throw hope, the term around quite a lot. You know, oh, I hope, that, I hope, oh, I hope it's a nice day tomorrow. Or, but true hope, hope that provides us with some sort of foundation, uh, some sort of uh, consistency and stability in our lives, that hope has to be dug into something that is deep beneath the surface of our lives. And that's, that's kind of what I want to explore this morning. You see, if we have that type of hope, uh, what we have is a confidence in terms of our approach to life. But we can only have a confidence if, if the thing that we are digging our hope into actually has the, the ability or the power, or, or you could say the authority to change our circumstance, right? If, if, if we put our, our hope in something that actually has no ability to change the situation or the circumstance we find ourselves in, that's not a great place to put our hope. That's, that's not going to give us a great deal of confidence. When, when everything begins to come uh, unraveled, when when life begins to throw some curveballs at us, it's times like that where, where we need to be confident in, in what we put our hope in. We actually need to be confident that the, the thing we've placed our hope in both can and will operate in our life to change our circumstance. It's, it's, going back to the story, it's, it's like the anchor of, of the boat. If we have a good anchor that, that's not a brick, tied to a piece of string, if we, if we have a good anchor that is shaped and formed, then we, we cast that thing over. And, and if, we, if we make sure that it's stuck firmly, it actually gives us a great deal of confidence because we believe that it can hold us and we believe it will hold us. And I think that the current situation we all find ourselves in with uh, the spread of this virus and the resulting economic instability and financial implications that it's, that it's had on so many people, we are absolutely living in a time where life and its routines and its regularity has been really thrown up and, and messed around and turmoil and chaos and uncertainty is, is rife at the moment in, in the world that we live in. And it's, it's actually in times of uncertainty where we are forced to examine what our hope is in. And actually, how, how confident are we in what we've put our hope in? And 
when we begin to examine that, how confident are we that that thing is actually able to do what, what we're hoping it can? For instance, a storm is going to test the hope that you have in an anchor on a boat. A storm with waves and wind and turmoil and chaos and up and down and all those things that are on the surface of that calm you know, water, when the storm comes, that's, that's gonna test your confidence in, in your anchor. Um, and, and just like that scenario, life right now and kind of the, everything that's swirling around, it's, it's a little bit like there's a, there's a life storm going on. And it's going to test what we put our hope in. It's going to test how secure is the anchor that our soul is attached to. The truth is that we, put, we actually put our hope in all sorts of things all the time. For instance, uh, you might put your hope in your boss to follow through on his commitment to your paycheck, your, your employment conditions. Um, and the truth is that that, that, that hope has, has been, in, for many people, uh, tested and, and in some cases found, found to be taken away. Um, we, we put our hope in, in doctors that they are able to um, give, us, give us medicine or, or, or you know, bandage or fix broken bones or all sorts of things. Our hope is in that they are able to help keep us healthy. And, and the truth is that a lot of the time they are. But then we have situations like we find ourselves in where, where we're reminded that deep, deep down in our soul, Hope in a boss or hope in doctors, it is, it is not a hope that is attached to something deep enough. I mean, I, I know that I put my hope in, in things like Amazon to deliver my product on time. Um, but that's not, that's not really what we want to examine. I want to, I, I guess, ask you to do a bit of a self-analysis this morning as we come around this time of Easter as to what is the actual anchor of your soul embedded in? What gives you hope right now in this season? And, and maybe you don't have anything. Maybe right now you don't have anything that is giving you hope. You see, I've had a number of conversations and continue to do with people. And what I find is that, that people throw around all kinds of terms. They throw around fate. They throw around, oh, the universe. Oh, it's karma. There are all sorts of these things that people are throwing around that they're trying to anchor their soul onto, but I don't know if those things can or will have the ability to actually sort out your life or, or give your soul a stability and a consistency and, a, and an equilibrium in, in the world that we live in right now. So I want to I put something to you this morning, and that is that I, I believe emphatically that, that there is a God that exists. I, I believe there is a God, and my hope is in Him. I believe not just that He is existing. I don't, I don't just believe that God is real, but I believe that, that God loves you, and I believe that the God that we're talking about is the God that's that's described in the Bible. Now, I know that, that we can put our hope in all sorts of things, but this morning, I want to encourage you to put your hope in God. I want to encourage you to put your hope in a God who can and is able to and will act out of love for you in this current circumstance. 
You see, the Bible really clearly talks about the story of Easter. And this morning, what a, there's no better time to unpack the reality that the Bible talks about. And that is that Easter is all about helping people know that there's a God. That, that not just that He's disconnected from us, but that actually that He loves us so much that He would ask His Son, Jesus, to come to earth and to die on a cross. That's the very story of Easter, that, that Jesus would die on a cross, that He would, he would be buried and that, that on the third day He would be raised from the dead by God. Why? So that you can know God so that you can have a relationship with God, so that you can actually put your hope in God, so that you can have that anchor for your soul, so that we don't go through life pushed from side to side by every situation and circumstance, but somewhere deep within us, embedded in the very depth of who we are, we are secure in the knowledge that there is a God who loves us, who is for us, and who is both able and willing to operate in our lives, to change the situation, to take us through situations, to take us through circumstances, to take us through this season of hardship. It doesn't mean it's not going to be hard. It doesn't mean that things aren't going to happen. But it means that He is there with us in it. And, and, and I, want to, I want to read one verse, if I can, from the Bible this morning. It's found in, in a letter that was written uh, and the letter is titled to the, the letter to the, the Hebrews. And it's in a section of that letter that is kind of called chapter 7. And it says this in, in the 19th verse. It says, the, Lord made, the law made nothing perfect. And now a better hope has taken its place. And that is how we draw near to God. Here's the thing. We can believe that there's a God. The truth is that in our own ability, in our own trying and striving, the truth about who God is in His, in His glory and His perfection, we just, we just can't get to Him. We just can't begin relationship with Him on our own. There is this thing called sin in our lives that it just keeps us away from God. But, but Jesus, but Easter... His death, His burial and His resurrection has established a new and a permanent way for us to be able to have a relationship with God. You see, the old way that's always been talked about in, in trying to connect with God is, oh, you just got to try harder. You just got to do better. You got to do this or not do that. That's exactly what this section of this letter is saying. That old way of trying in your best effort to, to connect to God and in striving to be as good as you think you need to be to connect with God. That, that, that wasn't perfect. That, that didn't help anybody to connect with God. It always meant that people, people were falling short. People, people weren't able to, to, to satisfy the requirements. Enter Jesus. Arrive at Easter. And we arrive at the moment where for the sake of humanity, God changed everything. God sent His Son so that from that point on, there would be a new, completely new way 
to be able to actually draw near to God, to be close to Him and for Him to be close to you, to have a relationship with Him. So He's not this distant, weird, conceptual. No, no Jesus at Easter in His death, His burial and His resurrection, He made a new way for you to have a close, personal and real relationship with Jesus and with God. Here's the thing. Someone, maybe you've never, ever even had the idea that you could have a relationship with God. Maybe you've been someone that has tried to attach your hope to fate or, or, or to the universe. Firstly, I'd love to say to you this morning, there is a God and that God loves you. Maybe you've never considered believing in the person of Jesus. I would like to give you an opportunity to reconsider that this morning. You may not be ready right now to dive into everything that the Bible says, but you might absolutely be looking for hope. Someone might have invited you to check out this online kind of message and there's been some music and it's been a little bit strange, but, but you're hearing about a message of hope, that you can have hope, that there is a God who is all-powerful and fully able to change things in your life. Maybe you're hearing that for the first time and you're like, wow, something inside of me craves that. Something inside of me craves the reality of God. Well, I want to give you an opportunity to at least acknowledge that this morning. Maybe, maybe you have been a believer in God and, and have walked with Jesus for a long time, but this morning, I, I just want this to be an encouragement for you about how powerful hope in God is. Take away all the surface stuff. You have something that holds your soul in these times. You have a hope that doesn't fail. Jesus doesn't fail. God doesn't give up on you. God doesn't change. He doesn't love you one day and then not the next. God is for you. God is with you. But if you've never ever walked with God, you haven't had a relationship with Him, you don't, don't even really know what that's all about. Our host right now, our moderator online, they're going to they're gonna put a little response up on your screen. If you would like someone to talk to you a bit more about what it might mean to start a, a relationship with God, to, to believe in who Jesus was, to accept what He actually did for you when He died was buried and then rose again. And what it means to acknowledge that we have this sin in our lives that does separate us from God, but, but because of Jesus, we can be totally forgiven of that. I'd love to pray for you and I'd love to ask you to, to click on that response and start a conversation with someone about how you can have this hope, this secure anchor for your soul. So why don't you just... Bow your head, close your eyes. I want to pray with you right now. God, I thank you that you're with us. I thank you that you love us. I thank you for Easter. I thank you that it reminds us of the hope we have in you because of Jesus. I thank you that Jesus is a better hope, the best hope, the hope that doesn't fail. I thank you that he has forever established a way for us to have relationship with you. God, I thank you so much for that. I want to pray right now for every person who is just beginning to explore what it might be to know you, to have relationship with you.
God, I want to pray that, that they would hear right now that you love them and you forgive them. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for listening this morning. Or maybe you're on our five o'clock feed. Thank you for tuning in this evening. I want you to know we love you and we're praying for you. And we believe that God is at work in this. He is with you. He hasn't left you. And I pray right now that you would uh, tune in again next week. We want to continue to encourage you, build you up and point you to Jesus. Have a great Easter. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed that message from our pastoral team. And if you'd like to know more about C3 Church Victory, please head to our website, c3victory.org.au. Until next time, we pray you have an incredible day.